Here we go. Broadcasting from Edmonton's majestic used hubcap district. I just can't pull off a onesie. No, neither can I. (laughs) Kids today with their inline skates and their long boards that roll over everything. Totally weird and wild. It works, but it's weird. You know what's underrated? Ravioli. God, that's awful. It smells like smoke coming off someone's ass. I guess I'm getting the vibe here that a lot of people had these lofty dreams and no one lived up to them. I get that feeling too. Oh, it's so good to laugh again. God, do people not know I'm at work? The Garner Andrews Show with Bryce Kelly Podcast. That's the sound of me warming up my vocal cords. Uh, It's a pretty good vocal warm-up. Yeah. Sounds real good for everybody. Sure. Especially if you're listening with deeply planted AirPods. Mm. Yeah. As you should. You know, really jam them in as far as you possibly can. That's and what I now this is the part of the podcast where Garn eats an apple. <laughs> oh, <laughs> can you imagine? Should we do some ASMR on this podcast? No, I, I couldn't handle it. No. Especially a chewing one. Oh, I'll bet Oof. you there are people who they're into that. Oh, yeah, big time. I could not imagine. Oh, Oof. yeah. No, there's a. it's probably a booming business. Yeah. But just like I think of the production side of it, having to sit there and listen to you eat an apple, and then me having to re-listen to it. While you edit? While you edit it all together. (laughs) What a nightmare. What a punishment. If I ever commit a heinous crime, don't send me to prison. Just put headphones on, and I will just eat an apple. Make me produce ASMR audio stuff. What about this kind of ASMR, where we just speak really close to the microphones? I don't like that either. No, neither do I. It's too intimate. It creeps me out. <laughs> yeah. Gives me the creeps. Anyway, that's not what we... Because I said to you, oh no, what are we going to talk about to start this podcast? I didn't have any ideas. And you said, oh, I do. Yeah. Is it ASMR? It was not. Oh. Uh, I wanted to talk about... So uh, the other day, that flight that left... Oh, yeah, yeah. It Portland. Was, it was flying... Uh, yeah, from I think it was flying from Oregon to California. And it had to make an emergency landing in Portland because basically a door blew off. At 15,000 feet. A door plug, I think, is the official thing. Uh-huh. And yeah, so at 15, 16,000 feet, this thing flies off. And because of the pressure in the cabin, it sucked a bunch of stuff out. Thankfully, no people. Although I think one woman said she had to hold on to her kid pretty tight. Can you imagine? That's why I always, even on like a six or seven hour flight, I leave my seatbelt on the whole time. I do. And I always make sure it's very visible so that the oh, yeah. uh, flight attendants are like, oh my God, that guy in 18A? He's concerned about safety. That guy's an unreal passenger. Let's give him an extra cookie without him having to ask. Let's give him the full can of pop without him having to beg for the full can of pop. That's the dream. Yeah. But in this case, yeah, this door plug, which is basically a door. I listened to the explanation last night. Do you want me to explain it? So it's a door, but without any real function? Yeah, it's, it depends on the configuration of the plane inside. If there's an exit row there, then they can put hardware on the inside of it. The, they can put a real door there and use it as an exit door. But the way that plane was configured, there was no row there. So, so it was just a, a door plug. A door plug, a potential spot for yeah. a potential door. And uh-huh. that just blew out mm-hmm. mid-flight, which I don't know if you've ever been on a plane before is... Not what's supposed to happen. No. And it's not ideal. Can you imagine how noisy it would have been? That would have been horrifying. Even like if you put your window down on your car at 110 on the highway, it's 
it's amazing how windy it is inside your car. And it's not like that uh, is warm wind coming in the plane either. No, no. And it's not exactly breathable air either. I just imagine what it's been, been like on that plane. They managed to land it safely and nobody was hurt. Oh, yeah, but yeah. those f- those few minutes where they had to turn around and land it. Oh, oh my God. Can it must you imagine like forever. the plane is banking hard to that side to go back to the airport and you are sitting in that seat where the door plug blew out? Would it be the greatest thrill what ride ever or, or would it be the worst? I think it would be a nightmare. Yeah. The temptation to just throw some stuff out. Oh, yeah. Spit. Oh, my. Yeah. <laughs> just hawk a loogie out oh, there. Oh, my God. It would just blow back on everybody's face. The whole story makes me to never want to sit in an emergency row again. Yeah. I never even thought of the possibility of the door flying off. Um, but the craziest part about this story is so the door plug thing flew off. They found it. It landed in somebody's backyard. Like, good thing it didn't land on his roof. Oof. Like, yeah, some guy found it in his backyard. But then a couple phones got sucked out as well. And they found both of them. One of them was smashed and broken beyond repair. The other, they found by the side of the road. Not only was it, I looked at the photos of it. It wasn't cracked. It wasn't? No, not cracked and still worked. Wow. It wasn't locked either. So whoever found it opened the phone and it was open right to like a baggage claim thing. Okay. That's the part where I saw this on the news and I'm watching the story and I completely got sucked out of the story when the guy said his phone wasn't locked. I'm like. Who doesn't lock their phone? Yeah, what kind of maniac is doing what that? What kind of monster doesn't <laughs> lock their phone? <laughs> and he just had it open to like the baggage claim? The baggage claim, claim like yeah. Mine would be open to some embarrassing Netflix movie that I was watching. Oh, yeah. But no, they found it and it worked. And I just thought that was the craziest thing. And maybe the best ad for an Apple phone I've ever seen in my life. It fell out of a plane and still worked just fine. And still had half the battery left too. Yeah. I wonder if Apple will feature this guy in an upcoming ad campaign. They absolutely should. You think so? Oh, how could you not? But my God, it makes you never want to go on a plane again, does it? And everybody listening, if there's one takeaway here, put a lock screen on your phone. It's easy. Yeah, lock that thing up. Then the next thing you know, he's probably browsing through your internet history, Uh seeing what you've been looking at. Next (laughs) thing you know, you're in a court of law. You're listening to The Garner Andrews Show with Bryce Kelly Podcast. They're trapped in your phone forever. I know that if a cell phone fell out of an airplane and landed in front of a Lube City location, they would take that phone, clean it up as good as possible, and bend over backwards to return it to the owner because that's the kind of people they are. You know what they would do? They would probably hear the... They would hear the phone falling from the sky, and the employees from Lube City would run out with one of those old-timey, the things that firefighters used to catch when people had to jump out of a burning building. Those old trampoline-looking things. and they would catch the phone on that trampoline thing, polish it all up, and get it back to the rightful owner. You know, you look at the timeline of when this plane thing happened, and it happened... In early January. So there's probably someone out there exercising, maybe going for a run for the first time, New Year's resolution, and they're out for one of their first ever runs and just getting wailed. By a door. A door just misses them, and then they just, it completely ruins their fitness regimen. They're like, whew, well, and that right there is why I don't go running. I can't exercise. I almost got hit by a plane door one time. Oh, So anyway, Lube City. Yeah, right, them.
They'll uh, buff that phone up for you, <laughs> and they will get it back to you. They are good people. That's the kind of people they are. And then, uh, then they'll get right back to work changing your oil perfectly mm-hmm. every time. You can find, they've got 27 locations in Alberta. You can find the one nearest you at lubecity.ca. You're listening to The Garner Andrews Show with Bryce Kelly Podcast. I feel like we should be talking about old-timey hobbies in these voices. I like it. The Garner Andrews Show with Bryce Kelly Podcast. It's on the internet, where your Uncle Ron gets way too political. Old-timey, old-school hobby. Talking about that on the radio yesterday. Winter. That's when you want a hobby. Especially when it's going to snow like crazy. Yeah, and when the temperature is minus 30 without the wind chill. Hopefully your uh, hobby keeps you inside. Yeah, I hope so. We were talking about this yesterday, and everybody started chiming in. I haven't met somebody yet who builds the ship inside the bottle. I'm sure those people still exist somewhere. Yeah, I've never understood how that works. I don't know. I think they glue the bottom of the bottle on after. Strikes me as something that'd be minutes of fun. Oh, yeah. I don't have the attention to detail. I was born without that gene. So, no, I couldn't focus on that. Lord knows I have the steady hand. Could have been a surgeon. That's what everyone always says. Yeah, if it wasn't for the marks. (laughs) (laughs) The one that I loved yesterday, because this never even occurred to me. You know how every now and again you'll meet somebody and they're like, yeah, I started making making cutting boards. You know, wooden cutting boards. Some of them are really nice. But then we got the, the note from Dustin who said, I got into carving wooden spoons. Did you think you could just make yourself a spoon at home? It never crossed my mind. No. I guess, you know, it's probably the easiest of the utensils to create. Well, I would think that uh, prisoners in prisons would disagree that it's probably way easier to make a knife. But uh, a spoon, sure. I don't know if I'd attempt a fork. No, Maybe, fork, forget about it. That's oh, expert level. Chopsticks are probably the easiest. But yeah, I just, I wrote back to Dustin. I'm like, wooden spoon is in like what you stir, stir chili with. And he's like, yeah. His first one was pretty crappy, he told me, though. Well, I would assume so. I, if you're knocking out world-class spoons on the first try, yeah, that's just a gift. Uh, Brock says, old-timey hobbies listening to records. Even though this is somewhat trendy, going full analog is old-timey. Yeah, but it can also be very expensive. Uh, Brock also says, cooking recipes out of a recipe book. No online help. My mom's beef stew is on a piece of paper in the cupboard. No digital backup. Okay, yeah, that's old-timey and fun. A little bit, yeah, going from a cookbook. I just yeah. learned, who's that woman that had that massive series of cookbooks? The one from Edmonton? Yeah, I oh, just learned um, she's from here. Yeah. She oh, just company's died. company. Company's she, Coming was the name of the series. Oh, that's going to bother me. She just died like a year or two ago. Uh, her name started with the letter J, I think. Jean Ooh. something. I, I got a, God, this is good radio. I recently got a Crock-Pot. I'm oh. a Crock-Pot man. Oh, re- is that your new old-timey hobby? It will be. <laughs> and then uh, we were going through at my mom's house. She had a Crock-Pot cookbook from oh. that lady. Oh, yeah. And I was going through that thing, and I felt like I'd traveled back in time. I guarantee you somebody's going to text us her name right now. Uh, chess. Sometimes I practice on my phone, but I do chess puzzles at home on a real board. Perfect for taking your mind off other stuff. Yeah, I can't get behind chess. I'm not here to judge your hobby, though, but... No, it's just, it's a game that's above my head. Somebody else said, I love building and painting little airplane models. I'm 20, but I used to build them all the time when I was a kid with my grandpa. That's a good one, too. I recently went, uh... 
there's a big hobby store right across the street from us on Gateway Boulevard. Yeah. And I went there and yeah, the amount of uh, planes and car models that yeah. they still sell and people still go crazy for. Oh yeah. I think that's great. Uh, Jean Pear. Is that how you say her last name? Is that who it was? P-A- yeah, those books were massive back in the 80s and 90s. Oh yeah, yeah, that's who exactly who it is. I don't know if I'm saying the last name right, but P-A-R-E. Yes. Thank you for that. She has about a trillion cookbooks and yeah, she was from here. Uh, how many uh, how many dishes have you prepared in your crock pot, Bryce? None yet. Oh, none okay. yet. I, I I'm trying to eyeball the perfect first dish mm. to make in said pot. You know what you should do? On the, just make some chili. It's easy. Throw it all in there. Leave it for a few hours. You're good. I was eyeballing some beef dips. Oh, fancy. Oh yeah. The Garner Andrews Show with Bryce Kelly podcast. I got this from Josephine. I took up cross-stitching. So much fun. 28 years old, going on 82. Yeah, that one seems to come in a lot. Someone else said, I knit. It's old-timey-ish. Also an apocalyptic life skill that at the end gives you a sweater. That's right. The world has ended, but guess what? You got a new sweater. World's ended. You're still able to kill time, and you walk away with a stylish sweater. Nice. That's a hobby. Uh, Also, Dustin has really, in my mind, Dustin has inspired me. Because I'm going to try now to carve my own wooden spoon. Why not? It's probably going to be terrible. What kind of wood would you use to carve a wooden spoon? What do I carve it with? I've got questions, Dustin. I hope you're out there still. Sounds Um, like a good time. Carving a spoon. Can you imagine you got friends over, Bryce? You've got that new crock pot fired up. You made, uh, what, beef dip for your friends? Oh, yeah. You, You pull out the wooden spoon that you carved yourself? Man, oh, man. What's the guy from Parks and Rec? The, Ron Swanson? That's a Ron Swanson move right there. I just whittled it myself. Uh-huh. Somebody say, oh, this is from Glenn. Do you mean wooden spoons like what your mom would break beating your ass? Yes, Glenn, those same wooden spoons. And if you're in your 20s or 30s now and you hear people like Glenn and I talking about being beaten about the buttocks with a wooden spoon when we misbehaved as kids, that must sound like something out of uh, a movie. Still find it really weird that everybody had the same experience with the wooden spoon. How did that become the weapon of choice? I don't know. For parents everywhere. Uh, I don't think it's a thing anymore. <laughs> I don't think you're allowed. And it's, I'm not going to sit here and go, they should bring back the wooden spoon because it was a terrible idea. I think it bent our frames. Probably a little bit. Yeah. I like to think there was some parenting book out <laughs> In the 70s and 80s that just said, hey, if they start misbehaving, this was your best friend. Yeah, why not the plastic spatula? Why did it have to be the wooden spoon? I don't know. No, I, no given a wooden spoon. Oh, no, you could break a wooden spoon. Oh, I had yeah. one busted on my butt. But the uh, the plastic spatula, no, that thing's not going to give. That's why you got to make your own wooden spoon. An That's unbreakable right. wooden spoon. <laughs> or... A breakaway wooden spoon. (laughs) So you get the satisfaction of breaking the wooden spoon, but with none of the welts. Oh, yes. This is the Garner Andrews Show with Bryce Kelly podcast. Wow. Uh, Me and my sister and my mom are all in a puzzle circle. We do puzzles, swap, and trade between the three of us. I hope you have a cool name for your puzzle circle. I don't know what it would be called. Edge pieces? (laughs) Just the edge. Just the edge. Uh, oh, this is from David Garner. I too had wooden spoon broken over my butt. It was the last time my parents used the wooden spoon because after it broke, I began to laugh hysterically. 
David. Yeah, that was the same situation. My mom broke that one on my butt. We both burst out laughing. And again, that's the potential upside of you making your own, is you can really reinforce the handle so that breakage mm-hmm. is no longer a concern. Maybe I drill in a titanium rod into the Ooh, handle. Ooh, now you're talking. So it will never break. Uh, this is from Josie. Not sure if this counts, but I love going to estate sales when I can. There's nothing like rummaging through a basement full of an old person's stuff for treasures. My favorite is finding vintage tissues in the pocket of an old sweater. Vintage tissues. Gross. That's maybe the worst thing I've ever heard in my life. (laughs) Bunch of old crusty boogers from decades past. (laughs) No thank you. And are they in the pockets? Or you know how your grandma used to, she'd just stuff a a Kleenex under her sweater sleeve right there. So just a little edge of it was poking out. So if she needed it. This is an example of different strokes for different folks. Because Mm -hmm. if I were at an estate sale and rummaging through an old suit and found a pocket full of old used tissues. That were a little bit crunchy. My reaction would not be like, oh my God, gold mine. It's a connection to the past. (laughs) I would be looking for the closest acid to pour on my hands. Somebody else, I learned how to spin my own wool with a drop spindle. Bryce, you have a drop spindle, right? Oh, yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I always, I'm always dropping a spindle. <laughs> Gross. Are people making their own wool? This is fun. That seems like a lot of work. It does. And then you got to turn that wool into a sweater? No, thank you. Have you ever seen a loom? Yes. Maybe we should bring the loom back. Learn how to use one of those. There was a woman in the neighborhood I lived in in Calgary. She had a loom in front of her front window. Like you could see her sitting at her front window looming whatever you loom on a loom. It's very satisfying to watch. Yeah. The Garner Andrews Show with Bryce Kelly Podcast. It's time for a good old-fashioned, old-timey hobby. That's what I asked you about yesterday, actually. You know, what are you doing? It can't involve technology, and it should be inexpensive. What is your hobby? Uh, Somebody said, this is from Tina. Good morning. I've started to try to wake my sourdough sourdough starter up. May as well do some baking. You have to wake your sourdough starter up? How do you do that? Yell at it? Somebody else said, I make traditional Ukrainian Easter eggs. And I wrote back and I'm like, even when it's not Easter, their answer, yep. I did not know that was a year round thing, but thank you. This is from Alyssa. Or is that Alicia? Alyssa? I've been quilting and making pickles for years, but Santa got me a miniature diorama this year. So I see a new old person hobby on the horizon. I wrote back to Alyssa and I said, well, how old are you? to have an old person hobby. Haven't heard back yet. But man, there's something soothing about watching um, diorama videos on YouTube. I do regularly at night. (laughs) I'm just laying in bed. I'll watch a couple of dioramas. Knowing full well I will never make one. I don't have the attention span. I don't have the attention to detail. My hands shake too much. But some of them are quite impressive. The Garner Andrews Show with Bryce Kelly Podcast. Bryce, are you in a puzzle circle? Do you have a puzzle circle going on? No puzzle circle. Right now it's just me sat and alone at my dining room table. Uh, But I have seen a lot of Facebook ads for puzzle tables where it's like a false top that you take off and down below is where you do all your puzzling. mm. They even come with cup holders. It looks legit. 
So are you going to get yourself behind the wheel of a puzzle table? Maybe I should. I think you should. Maybe I should handcraft my own. I'm sure that'll work out great. <laughs> do you, um, what do you do with your puzzles when you're done? Throw them out? No, I just put it back in the box and think maybe one day I'll go back again. You will never do a puzzle again. Like you won't repeat a puzzle, will you? I, I can't know. see you repeating a puzzle. I haven't done so yet, but never say never. Yeah, I think you should join a puzzle circle. I think you should start your own. No, who wants, I, who wants to be in Bryce's puzzle circle? I'll send you his. Uh, I'm not even putting his my hands up. Phone number, and then you guys can start one. I'm not good enough at puzzles yet. I feel that. Uh, I feel that I would embarrass myself. I don't know if I would enjoy the pressure of a puzzle circle because the people waiting for your puzzle would be like come on come on when are you gonna finish that thing I need a new puzzle and then they're leaning on you for a puzzle no thank you too much too much heat somebody said I love to crochet my favorite thing to make is hats for dogs and cats oh boy if there's one thing that I know about cats they absolutely love it when you try and put an outfit on them oh boy. love it yeah I wonder if the cats and dogs love it as much as you love making it for them Maybe I'll take up crocheting and I'll uh, crochet a little hat for your dog, Morello. What do you think? Would he I, like that? I think he would not enjoy that. No, I'm going to make him all. one. It's decided. I'm making him one. First, I got to learn to crochet. You're listening to the Garden Andrew Show with Bryce Kelly Podcast. I feel like you should be in a puzzle circle. You need the social interaction with other people. And oh. I've even come up with a name for your puzzle circle. Uh, Bryce Kelly's Puzzle Files. Okay, I like the name. That's a solid start. <laughs> what? <laughs> I'm down with the name. The Puzzlephiles. I, I don't want to join a puzzle gang no, until... It's a puzzle uh, circle. Oh, circle, right. Gang gives it sort of... Well, maybe you need a bad boy image with it. I don't know. Uh, I need to up my puzzle abilities. Because right now, you know, there are some people that could do a puzzle, 5,000 pieces of pure blue sky, and knock that out pretty quick. I'm not there. I'm... Uh, I struggle a little bit. You're not doing like one of those 10-piece toddler puzzles, are you? I don't want to brag. I can knock those out pretty quick. Yeah. But, you know, I've tried a couple 3,000-piecers and... Yeah. <sighs> what's your... They're tough. What's your uh, puzzle slang like? Are you any good at puzzle slang? Oh, my God. Do I didn't want, know there was slang. Do you want to play a little game here? Oh, no. <laughs> yep. Putting you on the spot here. How good is Bryce Kelly at puzzles? Let's find out right now. Ooh. Uh, what is okay, Bryce? What? Let's start easy. What is a dissectologist? Dissectologist. A dissectologist. When it comes to puzzles, what is a Ooh. dissectologist? In this context, I'll say, are they the puzzle maker? Mm. Oh wow, you're off to a rough start. That's the person that enjoys doing jigsaw puzzles. Oh, it sounds like the person that enjoys taking them apart, but no, that's the term for a person that, you know, they just love doing puzzles. Weird. I would have thought that would have been more associated with someone like Jeffrey Dahmer. Oh, dissectologist. No, no. Okay. Uh, hole in one. When it comes to doing puzzles, what's a hole in one? I'll guess it's getting a piece right on your first attempt. Correct. Okay. Nice, nicely done. All right, that felt easy. This is probably terrible radio. Like, I, <laughs> I didn't know like, there were these terms. I feel like this is just garbage radio, but I've done a bunch of prep and we're going to continue with it. Uh, what is a whimsy piece? Whimsy piece? A whimsy piece, Bryce. Oh, 
Is it a piece that could fit in multiple different places? Mm, no, it's an individual puzzle piece that has been cut into the shape of an object, such as a bird or a flower. Oh, I've never seen one of those. Yeah. I hate it. Oh, here you go. What does it mean if you're doing a puzzle and you're working blind? Working blind? Mm -hmm. Oh, does that mean you don't have the picture for reference? Correct. Okay. Why would you do that? That seems ridiculous. Uh, What is pre-production? Is that when you're flipping all the pieces over so they're facing the right way? Yeah, and sorting out the edge pieces, breaking them into color groups. Okay. I'll give you that one. Uh, Final question on do you even puzzle? What is a dancing man? Ooh, dancing man. Uh Uh-huh. So you have dissectologist and dancing man. Yeah. Dancing man. I have no clue. I like it, though. Could I be a dancing man? Oh, I can't believe we've just spent four (laughs) minutes talking about puzzles. This is bad. This This is is the most engaged I've ever been. Uh, A dancing man is a puzzle piece that has a tab on the top of it like a head and then blanks on the other three sides. So it looks like arms and legs with a little head. That's that's, a dancing man. That's fun. Is it? I like it better than the whimsical piece. Uh, Anyway, that's going to do it for Puzzle Chat with Bryce Kelly, a member of the Puzzle Files. A dissectologist, as it were. It's the Gar Andrew Show with Bryce Kelly podcast. Bryce Kelly. Mm Mm-hmm. That's me. Uh, he wants to start a puzzle circle. He's looking for team members for his puzzle circle. Again, I can't emphasize enough how badly I do not want to be part of a puzzle circle. Puzzle talk. Everybody's talking about puzzles. No, I don't need that kind of heat. I just want to enjoy a puzzle at my own pace. Hang on a second. Hello? Hi, Gardner. Uh, my name's Aaron. I'm just calling because I want to tell you how much I love your puzzle talk this morning. <laughs> it's not terrible radio. It is complete. I'm with Bryce. It's like super engaging. Oh, okay. <laughs> I, well, yeah. I've never I'm seen him so. Sorry? I've never seen him so engaged in something we were. T- Usually, he's sort of his <laughs> eyes roll back in his head, and oh, you can hear it in his voice. Yeah, he's present. Yeah, he is, he yeah. is awake and alert. <laughs> are you part of a, are you in a puzzle circle? Well, you know, it's funny. I'm, I'm usually a solo puzzler. I enjoy, I do enjoy a puzzle and trying to find space to maintain. I have two young kids, so it's hard. But um, I usually have a, when I'm doing one, I have a puzzle, like a table devoted. Mm-hmm. But we, I went with my sister and my brother-in-law. I, I coerced them into coming with me to um, one of the tabletop games, or it's called Tabletop Games. And because they have puzzle nights, and I want Bryce to know about it, okay. that you can do, it's like a puzzle battle, and it's a timed thing. It's totally insane. It was the first time we went, and it was just the three of us. They take teams up to four, and it's a 500-piece puzzle. You go, you get the, you get to take the puzzle home after, but it's time. So you, you do it, try to win the time. But the people there, you want to talk puzzle circles, this one group was two group two tables. They were done in under like forty five minutes. A five hundred piecer in under forty five minutes. It was bonkers, and then so that led me down a rabbit hole that there are world puzzling championships. Can you watch and those on TV? On YouTube, man. <laughs> really? <laughs> it it was in Spain last year, um. and the there's like world. This guy, what was his name? He's from Spain, but he he's insane, like a solo. I think it's a 500-piece 
is it, yeah, 500 piece puzzle. They have doubles, they have teams. They, like, it's totally crazy, but it's oh. absolutely insane to watch these people put these puzzles together. Like, they're like laser vision, both hands are going, like, they're just putting pieces in, like, they're not even thinking about it. It's, it's insane. And people make so. fun of me because I watch pickleball on TV. No, no, that's wonderful. No, don't let anyone hold you hold you yeah. down, Garner. Just love it and enjoy it. <laughs> hey, when you go to this tabletop games thing for puzzle battle to the death or whatever it's called, yeah. <laughs> how much time are you spending on pre-production? Um, I don't know. I wasn't watching the other teams. Like I was trying to focus on, but like we brought puzzle sorters. Like you can buy these little trays. So you, that's exactly it. You're flipping the pieces and then you're color sorting or edge sorting. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, it took us probably, I think under, probably around five to seven minutes wow. to get it all kind of sorted. But you should see, yeah. you should see Bryce Kelly's face right now. He's just leaned back in his chair listening to you talk and he's got this smile on his face and he's <laughs> nodding. Yes. Yes. You know what? And tell, tell him to, well, he, he can hear me obviously. I had t-shirts made for this event for my, for our team. And we, we put, I put our, our last name, I mashed it together on the back. So it looks like a ridiculous Polish-inspired last name, but nice. we—I've got a big puzzle piece put on the front, and uh, around it, I was trying to think of like a good rally cry, you know, a mantra, and never stop, never stopping. <laughs> <laughs> and now we're slow clapping. <laughs> yeah, I'm glad. I'm glad I could share that with you guys. I figured you'd enjoy it. Yeah, hmm, Bryce, do you have a? Uh puzzle sorting trays do you have puzzle equipment no i have none i i just use tupperware really you do sort your pieces into tupperware though it's real it was, yeah you got to do some you have to sort if you're not sorting you're embarrassing yourself man wow so uh but i don't have an official setup okay and i'm not gonna lie to you this uh competition style puzzle building sounds like an absolute nightmare oh really <laughs> it sounds like my worst nightmare okay i don't need to go to a room full of people to feel like an idiot but what if you're really good at it? Like, I'm what not. If, what, I, no, I'm no, aware, no, 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 no. Listen, capabilities. because you've never been challenged. There's never been a clock ticking in the background. Some people perform better under pressure. Am I your puzzle coach? God, I think I might be your puzzle coach. Maybe, but hearing that someone knocked out a 500 piecer in 45 minutes, yeah, I'm not at that level. I'm not at those heights. <laughs> That's what I aspire to yeah. do. I was googling though the world's largest puzzle. Apparently, they have a 60,000 piecer. Are you getting it? I don't think I'm there. I just went on Amazon and I looked puzzle sorters. These things are elaborate. Oh, yeah. And then you can get the mats that you can roll up. But I like leaving it open all day so then you can tinker with it. Yeah. Throughout the day. Okay. Seriously, this has got to be the end of puzzle talk. I disagree. I think we should keep going. I've run out of things to say. Someone texted earlier and said they have an uncle who could do puzzles upside down. Well, that's just showing off. Thanks for listening to the Garner Andrews Show with Bryce Kelly Podcast. Theme music by Garner Andrews. Guests of the podcast stay in the dumpster behind the building in the rail yard. Classy.